Welcome to the Purpose Driven Executive Podcast, where we help you go from making your work your life to making your life work. We share true stories, interviews, and experiences that will help you, the hero, in your quest for passion and purpose. Higher purpose, higher productivity. This is the Purpose Driven Executive Podcast. Purveyors of purpose. I am connecting you with someone that I enjoyed meeting a few months ago at a wonderful event put on out there in lovely Los Angeles, California. And um, gosh, I I was behind my first cigar since the birth of my first son and uh, got into deep, 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 deep conversation with the one and only Craig Davis. And I'm just Man, this guy was, he's the real deal. He comes from what's inside and allows that inside compass to really guide and touch everything that's on the outside. He leads an army of butt kickers. And anytime you find a leader of leaders, you want to you listen, right? But when you find someone who leads from his heart and from his true compass, you definitely want to listen. And so I wanted to connect you with the fire hose that is... Craig Davis. Craig, don't tell us what to do, but say hello to the crowd. Donnie, you are, you are too kind, man. That was a, that was a nice, very nice introduction, but yeah, hello, you know, hello everybody. And shoot, I love the way that you originally framed that. Um, nothing better than having a, you know, a beer and a cigar and talking with a, you know, with a buddy and, and, a, and a good, you know, good guy like you and, and whatever, you know, whatever that content is. So we had a, we had an awesome conversation on these types of subject matters and we're both passionate about it. And, and that, that, that form alone is, you know, um, that should be the podcast, right? <laughs> Come on, man. Uh, we, we should have had the microphone right there. Um, I know. Funny, funny enough is I, I got to go back and the neat thing is, um, Craig, when, when people like yourself see the value in actually taking what's inside and putting it out there for the rest of the world to look at and maybe judge, uh, you know, you, you did that and you invited me into your world. I love the, uh, the blog, which is street level leadership. I definitely oh, want to you. talk a little bit about that um, as we go yeah. on, but all right. So before you tell us what you do, I want you to tell us, Craig, what does Craig Davis love? Uh, aside, of, aside from a, a good beer, a good glass of wine, um, <laughs> <laughs> you know, I think um, for the, for the purpose of, you know, what we're talking about, what do I love? I mean, I love the engagement, you know, I love having these conversations. I love, I love seeing the results of what we do together. And, and a lot of times it's the small things. It's not the big things, right? The big things kind of, you know, they're known and they're seen and, and we high five and it's great and, and they're necessary, but it's, it's what I love is seeing that kind of positive impact you know, that I'm able to have with somebody, um, whether I'm working with, whether it's family, whether it's friends and, and whether it's, you know, my, my coworkers and doesn't necessarily mean it's someone I'm managing or leading, but it could be, you know, from above and to the side and from the below, you know, what have you. And so, mm. um, so I, it's, that, it's that engagement with, with those around me, I would say. Love it. So I want you to paint for us a picture now, a little bit of what you do, just because <clears throat> I feel like that, where you're at, what you do applies to any purpose-driven executive, whether you have one person on your, your team and it's you, or whether you have 300 people. Um, 
it doesn't sure. matter. But Craig, paint for us a picture, I think a little bit of, of the environment that you work in and um, in, 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 in actually the world of, uh, of, of where you lead. Yeah, when you kind of said it earlier, I mean, a lot of my, my, my job is um, leading and managing the managers. So, you know, specifically, you know, I work for, you know, a company, Finance of America Mortgage, and we're a national mortgage banker. And, and my, my role is running the West, the West Coast for all of our um, retail branches or what we call retail service branches. So all the branch managers throughout the branches essentially report up um, to, you know, my, my regional sales managers and myself. And so from my management and leadership sort of purview, sometimes it's um, very, it's narrowed down to a very, very small group. And sometimes it's a very large audience. And so there's sort of a, you know, a back and forth and, you know, I try to always, you know, I'm, I'm, I lead, you know, in that kind of servant leadership, you know, I would say um, perspective. And so, it's not hierarchy. It's not ivory tower. It's not, I don't, I don't care about the job titles and all that other stuff. Like I said, sometimes, you know, it's leading and managing with the janitor and sometimes it's leading and managing with the CEO. You know, it's, mm. it's, uh, we're all in this thing together. We all have shared fate in each other's success. And, you know, I try to be a, you know, sort of a, a magnet, you know, to that compass, you know, as, as we all move forward together. Ooh, that's a, that's a term I want to dig into. And I love uh, like Craig, one thing I will say about you is, um, you know, you'll find people who they create uh, the narrative that you're working for me. And I don't, it, it never, um, and, I, and I've, I saw you working with some of your leaders. It, it, you, I definitely get the feel that, that the people who, that you have on your team are working with you, right? It's not, um, there's not a pyramid. It's, it's more of a flat level plane. And, and sometimes you're leading from behind. Oh, for sure. And that's a great way to put it. I mean, yeah, gone are the days, you know, I mean, and, and it certainly should, you know, it's, it's not, I work or you work for me. I mean, it's, it's really the other way around. First and foremost, I, I work for you. Right. And, and, you know, that can be cliche. Right. And, and, but the reality is like, I just go back to, and, and I'll leave with this message is we all have shared faith. So we all have shared faith in each other's success. Um, therefore we work together. Um, it's a business partnership, right? Mm. So I think with that mindset and, and I, and I coach and I lead with mindset, um, and establishing, you know, those parameters and kind of setting that table. Right. Um, I think it helps build trust, um, and, and trust isn't given it's earned. It's always earned. Um, and so that's, you know, I've always just sort of naturally, uh, led that way. I think as I've, you know, certainly advanced in my career or, or become wiser, <laughs> you know, and what I do, I, I, I reflect and I, then I kind of think about that and like, Oh, that probably makes sense. But it's not like I set out to do that. Right. It just, it's a natural, um, you know, and I think those around me, my, my, those I work with and those around me, they all, they lead similar ways. And so we feed off each other in that too. So. So take me here, um, Craig, it's usually not um, just some gilded path that, uh, that we get to walk on, right, into, into leadership. So I want you to take me and the listeners into a place of, of darkness and difficulty in leadership, like a time where you learned and it didn't feel good and it wasn't flattering. And, and I always think about, you know, you hear the stories of uh, George Washington, right, and how 
as great as he was as a general and a leader and all of those things during the Civil War, there was actually great failure during the French Indian War that paved the path for those great successes. And so I'd love to hear from you before we get into some of these bombs that you're going to drop on us, man, bring us to a place where maybe there was a little bit more misery than, uh, <laughs> than fame for you. Hey, thanks for being someone who is on this journey of purpose with me. And I am with you, my friend, and I've got something for you. Have you ever been moving towards purpose and sometimes it just looks like a big mess? Sure you have. We all have. And the reality is, is we're usually not going to get to a destination unless we have a roadmap. And that's exactly what I've created If you will go to PurposeDrivenExecutive.com, you can get it for free. And this is the culmination of all of my studies, all of my coaching, all of even my own personal living. And I've created a very visual, very easy way for you to map out your purpose. This is for you. This is for people you're leading. This is for your family. Go on over right now, PurposeDrivenExecutive.com and get your free map of purpose. Yeah, well, no, for sure. I mean, you know, um, I, I call it, it, it scars in the back, right? I mean, and I think, you know, you get those scars in the back and sometimes you didn't even see it coming, right? Or scars or arrows in the back type of thing, right? And, and but you learn from those. And so I think having tenure with more and more scars in the back, you just, you learn from it, right? We learn from our mistakes is really what I'm saying. Give us one. Take, and it, it's take not us to so one mistake. Much. Give us that scar on the back for you. Well, I think, you know, my mistakes have typically come in, I'm not listening. I'm not listening to my audience. And, and so here's a perfect example, you know, and, and you know, even, let's just talk about a recruiting situation, you know, years and years ago, I'm trying to recruit this big hitter. And, you know, he's telling me, oh, I don't care about marketing. I don't care about this or I don't care about that. What I need is execution and operations and, you know, these things. Okay, great. You know, let me solve for that. And we're excellent here and we do this. And so, okay, if you don't care about marketing, let's not worry about that. But I wasn't really listening. Right. I was talking more. Right. And, and I'm a verbose person. (laughs) Those around me know that. And so my mistake was, um, I wasn't paying enough attention to read through the lines and I, and I lost him. He didn't come on board. So then I called him, Hey man, you know, what was your decision, you know, process like, and, and just curious and blah, blah, blah. Well, this other company offers this great marketing system and this great platform. And that was, that's what he was looking for. And, you know, so, okay. All right. So I learned, right. And, you know, um, and I think that's where I certainly have, you know, sometimes you get out in front of yourself, you know, so I, you know, I, it's like, I, so I, it, in that reflection, right? It's better to be wise than smart, right? And, and I think earlier in my career and still today, sometimes we're smart. Oh, I know the answer and I'm leading for it, but I'm not listening, <clears throat> right? So it's better to be wise. It's better, and, and, and that comes with listening and it comes with experience and it comes with having some of those scars in the back. And so I, when I find myself trying to be smart, it's usually when I trip on something because I'm not paying attention, mm-hmm. I'm not listening to those around me. That is so, so, so strong, Craig. And that's one of the reasons why I like to go there because it's always those places, right, as leaders where we're tempted to hide 
from other people, like those vulnerabilities, that's actually what draws people into us and, and, and we can learn from. And so I wrote that down. Agreed. If you see me not looking at you, it's because I'm writing those notes, but yeah. be wise than to be smart. And I put something alongside of that, yeah. right? Especially for us, for both people, be interested, not interesting. And uh, totally. really with those questions. And so like, it sounds like that was, uh, that, what a good lesson, man. What a good lesson. Yeah. yeah. Me, well, thank you. Into, yeah. There, there's something, how, how do you, how, how does one, how does a leader, Craig, first off, it's almost like you go first, right? That's the definition of a leader sometimes is to, is to go first, um, which opens you up for difficulty, right? And you're, 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 you're paving that for other people. But talk to me about the mindset, because when you're leading people in your industry, the mortgage industry is brutal. And the people that you have on your teams, they're out there, they're recruiting and recruiting, especially right now, it is not easy. Or, you know, and then their producers trying to create relationships. Like there, there is a going before with these people, but I know that there's something that you and I chatted about briefly, like this whole thing of mindset. So describe yeah. to me, how do you get yourself in the right mindset and then help others to jump into that too. Like what, what does Craig do? Yeah, that's a, yeah. Well, that's a good question. Right. Um, you know, and I'd love to say I've got this awesome morning routine and I'm up at 5am and I'm working out and I'm meditating and all that. I don't do any of that, <laughs> you know? Um, although I did start, I did start some meditation about six months ago. That was more for stress management, I would say. And that, that was actually immensely beneficial. Um, but so I, I kind of call it brain food, you know, and I would say when I, when, when my company um, promoted me and, and moved and we moved our family from Portland, Oregon to the Bay area about three years ago. And I took on a, a that's when I kind of my, my very first sort of bigger leadership role second, but um, anyway, it was a, um, it, was a it was an awesome opportunity. Couldn't pass it up. Moved the family. But it was also very stressful, right? Take, I'm taking over something. I'm building something up from scratch, so to speak. And there really is no playbook. It was discovery. And, you know, they're really, you, you, you fail along the way, but I couldn't fail ultimately, right? So I really became attuned to brain food, meaning Lit, instead of watching and listening to the news, I started watching and listening to podcasts like this. And, and it became, um, it, it became a drug. I, it, so I just, I consumed as much of it as I could. I loved it. it so in the car, I would just listen to podcasts, right? Um, I'd go for a run and I'd listen to the podcast. And so that it, it helped my mindset, it helped organize my mindset. And then I was learning. Um, and then, you know, reading the right books and, you know, there's, there's two great books. Oh, good. Sir. Um, okay. So one of them is called mindset. Let's just start right there by Carol Dweck. Um, and that's about, do you have a growth mindset or do you have a fixed mindset? And so it's that it's those subtle differences that are, you know, immensely impactful. So, um, let's have a growth mindset, right? Um, and then further to that is another book called Grit by Angela Duckworth. And that's a perfect complement to that book, which is dig in, do the work, you know, it's grit. Um, and so all these things helped me take what 
could be chaotic. Um, it could be you're constantly living in the reactive to my mindset helping me be proactive on my toes, organized thoughts, um, brain food. It's good, good content. It's good interviews with people. And then what I started doing was as I was developing and building my, my management team, I was sharing that content. So for example, we would have a week our just our normal weekly housekeeping meetings, right? And you know, you do your housekeeping stuff and this, that, and the other, and it's not fun. And it's just, you know, it's the mundane, it's operational stuff. It's whatever. Right. And then the second half of the meeting was only about brain food. So I would typically say, Hey guys, this is a great podcast. Just listen to it, check it out. Um, and then next week we'll talk about it. And so we started doing that. We got on a rhythm on that. And that in doing that, it helped me sort of simplify a lot of my leadership style. And then it started unifying my management team into having the right mindset. Mm. So then you were talking about lead from in front and lead from behind. Well, right there, I'm leading from in front. And over time, as I got the right mindset, I was able to start leading from behind because now my management team was out in front um, with a growth mindset, digging in, doing the work and being energized about it because their purpose was about being fulfilled in what they're doing versus I've got to get docs out or I've got to, you know, so it changed sort of the script in what we were doing and creating accountabilities and all that sort of thing, because the mindset was right. I focused on the foundation, right? Mindset. Craig, I, all right. I, I love this. I just want to stop here because this is, this is replicatable anywhere you go, right? Correct. If your industry ends tomorrow and, and, and you go somewhere else, you're leading a group of people like you, you jumped into something that literally that shifts the mind. I love, I love this, the brain food session, right? Yeah. Like, like there are so many things that are happening there. You're, you're giving a common language first off for your people to even describe things next. Off, yeah. You're yeah. moving out outside of right. The, um, uh, the operations, the day-to-day -day things that we can all feel busy in, in your, you're enlightening and you're bringing right light into <laughs> the world of people. And we all need it because because if we don't have it, we just, eh, it just becomes like drudgery, what we're doing. And so what a, what a cool thing, man. Yeah. That, good summation. I mean, yeah. And again, it's not like I didn't have this playbook of do this. It happened naturally. And then it was, there's so many light, like my synapses were firing off as I started kind of discovering this and, and, my, and developing my management style through this. And I started getting so excited um, about, and this is, this is how I led managed. Right. And then the byproduct was everything else. Um, the true tactical things that we had to get done. Um, and so, you know, and then I, I would stop and, you know, I'd ask my, my team, like, guys, do you, are you liking this? Or are you just, you know, is this just sort of, ah, Craig is, you know, going off about, you know, having a growth mindset or this, that, and the other, and I have all my isms and that kind of makes it fun. And, you know, and, you know, people can make fun of me about it and, 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 you know, but I, it's fun. It's humorous. It, bring, it makes it funny. Right. And sometimes it's like, who's got the, you know, the best ism on this. Right. And, uh, <laughs> um, you know, a lot. Yeah. We, you know, like in, in you and I had a little bit of a, a talk about this, um, back in March, it's been nine months ago, my man, yeah. um, but, but right. really that word of, of fun, right. Actually yeah. allow like being, like being real, like being, realizing that even before any of us are successful we're human 
first, right? There's, there's this thing called attention span that we have. There's this thing called a life that we have. There's all of these other things that we've got to take into consideration. And um, like, th like this is one of those things that it totally caters to, right? The, the scenario of every man and woman that you would, you would put on your team. Brilliant. Yeah, 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 yeah. Talk yeah, to us fun. about simplicity. Craig, because I know like there is, there can be in the middle of all of those things, there can be a temptation to, oh, I can grab this and grab this and we can do that and we can do that. Let me put this video yeah. in this video. Like we can, we can, we can overdo it and, and lose sometimes the elegance of, uh, of that. And I, I know that you're a man of, um, I'm not saying you're a simple man, but you are you, <laughs> keeping things simplistic is, is a, is a deal for you. Can you, can you describe that a little bit? Yeah. Well, and I would say <laughs> sometimes I probably very much am a simple man, um, which I, which I'm fine with. Right. So yeah, you know, and we were talking a little bit about that earlier and you know, so much of the secret sauce, and you hit the nail on the head earlier. It's sort of like, you know, all these business practices and implementing the stuff, it doesn't matter where you're working or who you're working for or what industry. I mean, I just happen to work in the mortgage business. Right. Um, but if you, you know, so I just, we're talking about books, right. And I just finished another book called essentialism and, and the primary root of that is, you know, do less, but better. Mm. And it's powerful. Now, how, what's, how do you apply that? Well, again, so the secret sauce is, can you find the simple? Can you take a complex situation and find simplicity? Can you solve for simple? And if you think like that, then you start approaching whatever those day-to-day -day things are, day-to-days, the month-to-months, right? So, you know, again, your job, whatever that is, you've got a lot of, a lot of information coming at you at all times and it can be chaotic. It can be reactive. Well, you don't want to live in the reactive, but you got to balance reactive and proactive. So what I like to say is, look, it's especially, it might be conflict resolution. It might be, you know, whatever it is, but look, you're getting, here's 10 pieces of information. Here's 10 pieces of noise. There's really only one or two that matter. So really try to focus in on those one or two things that matter and then put the other ones to the side. And if you do that, now you're starting to simplify a complex situation naturally, right? So, you know, the other thing is, I guess, you know, kind of my, 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 my coaching sometimes with, with those around me is, you know, hey, you know, I'm overwhelmed, right? I got a lot, there's so much going on. I got all these things, right? And we, so, okay, let's stop for a second. Let's take a breath, compartmentalize and prioritize. So that's something that, I have, again, I mean, just in my career, um, that's how I sort of operate. And I just, again, through reflection, sort of realize, okay, well, this is what I, okay, this is how I'm going to do it. So I take whatever the, whatever it is, and I, I basically make everything into a project. So, you know, we got a lot going on. Okay, well, this is, okay, well, this is a project. And okay, this is a project. And by doing that, I'm now compartmentalizing all these various elements, right? And then I can start prioritizing. Okay, well, this is a priority over this or and whatever the reasons are that make that a priority over something else, right? Mm -hmm. And then that's just going to project management mode, right? All right, who's leading it? Who's my village? What resources, what resources do I need? You know, when we got to complete this? Is this an ongoing thing? And is, really, is this really that big of a deal? You know, sometimes so many things feel like it's such a big deal and then, okay, 
hold on a second. It, it just, it's not, it, we just have two things we've got to solve for. Let's just solve for that. The rest takes care of itself. Mm. So all of a sudden it's like, it's, I mean, literally I, I go through this with, with teams and myself and it's like the oxygen just comes back in the room when you do that. And all of a sudden what, what, what became a very overwhelming situation also, I'm just like, oh, okay, we got it. Yeah, great. Awesome. Yes, 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 yes. Listen, and um, <clears throat> we both have worked in, in your space, right? The mortgage world. Clutter can mm -hmm. happen real quick. And yeah, All the time. Right? In, in, in this giant laundry list of things to do can actually, like, it, it can be so detrimental. And some, of the, some, some people, listen, we've got so many great solutions of things to do and how to do it and all of that stuff. But the problem is, is when you put too many things on your plate, I, I think you, you said it best, right? We, we become, oh, I got to do this, 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 and this, and I've got to react to that, 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 and that. We become, we, we're playing defense and not offense. And actually, when we have so many things, the human brain shuts down. And so right. th there's such value in being able to create, um, taking the complex and making it incredibly awesomely simple as, uh, as yeah. said. like that is a, that's a super solve for simple. And I love, so take me, take me, all right, we're going to get a little bit tactical here because, okay. um, and, and by the way, like leaders don't let that one go by you because maybe some of you aren't doing things right now because there's too much on your list. And so what do you do? You do nothing. Your people are in that same place too. And so what are they doing? They're doing nothing. Slow it down remove the stress and tension, help these guys get a hold of that and, and, and make it simple. But Craig, tactically, coaching people, and then also this, this project management um, that, that you, right, you break things down and you, and you create a process out of what was a, uh, an obstacle. Can you share tactically how that works, how that happens? Most leaders would say, Craig, I don't have time to, I don't have time to coach my people. I have time. I've got to do all these other things. Um, they've got some clutter in their brains, maybe on their desk, maybe in their business. Talk to that one, man. People of purpose, I have something for you. Go to my website right now, donnytuttle.com, and click on the registration, and I will send you a free mini masterclass on purpose. Listen, we talk about who are you being as a human being, taking an account for what you want to be in the future and breaking that up into smaller steps with vision boards. We tackle self-talk and what I would call your I am statements. Listen, it is a great, powerful way to get yourself rocking and rolling. Go register right now at D-O-N-N-I-E-T-U-T-T-L-E.com. Well, okay, cool. Yeah, no. So I'll give you an example, but maybe before I get to that example, let's talk about, you know, Craig and I have time to coach my people. Right. And, and I call it BS. Um, and here's, and here's why that's just make it part of your management style. So I tell people you're talking about vulnerability earlier. Like I, I'm usually an open book. Right. And I'll tell people, this is how I, this is how I lead and manage. I coach, I mentor, I manage in that order. I coach. I'm going to, get behind you. I'm going to give you a push. I'm going to, you know, sometimes I get to give you, you know, um, you know, a little bit of a kick. Um, I mentor, I pick you up, I support you. You know, we got you, know, I guide you. Um, we work together. The last thing I want to do is manage. And so it's just part of the everyday. I don't, I, I'm not 
going out and creating business plans with everybody and doing more um, and maybe that's not the right thing, but you know, you're a coach, you know, I, I do it through my natural, um, I think interactions, you know, with, with my, with, with my team now, but a lot of that was developed and I think to get to a more tactical um, setting, you know, when, how do you, when, how do you get when I moved out of the, the coaching, Craig, because there's other managers like our leaders that would, they lead, but, but nobody wants to follow. So how do you get them to buy into like the coaching is something that that's good for them? Not just like, this is just your style. Well, you, you go into the why, you know? So again, it's not so much that I'm, I'm, I'm literally, I'm not trying to, I'm not trying to tell you what to do per se, um, but okay, let's, let's look at why this is important, why this matters. So, and I think that's a probably a good distinguisher because so many times we're focusing on the how or the do, right. But if we also understand why this matters again, 10 pieces of information, but only two that matter. Well, shoot, have we even solved for why this matters yet? You know? So I think that, um, a, that helps create, you know, connections and now we're kind of all going the same way. Another piece of that and another um, thing that I concentrate on is, and this probably goes into some accountabilities and whatnot, lead people manage process. Mm, so you? if you're creating, I'm sorry? I'm sorry, what, what, what does that mean? Like break that one down, lead people manage process. Yeah, so yeah, lead people manage process. So um create a process, right? You, you, and what, again, whatever that is. So like when I took over the Bay area, um, and I had to build up our operations, I, I, I took over an operation and I thought I was going to, let's say out of 10 steps, I thought I was going to start at seven or eight because it was already an existing operation. What I quickly realized and started digging in, I couldn't start at seven or eight because I thought four five and six were broken. So then I really had to start at three, but then I really couldn't start at three. Right. Because I mean, so I really had to start at ground zero. So I rebuilt our operational work our workflow, i.e. underwriting, docs funding, getting a loan, you know, through the system. And you couldn't just stop the machine, retune it, and then reapply it. I had to do that in parallel with the existing machine. So that goes into, um, that just became a project, an immensely massive project. Now, in doing that, I identified, okay, here's what needs to be done. Here's where I think where we need to go. Here's what I know, but here's what I don't know, right? So a lot of it was you don't know what you don't know till you don't know it. So I made sure I surrounded myself with people a whole lot smarter than me where I might be great in strategy and I understand tactics, how to feed to that strategy, but I need the guys around me who know the details. Yeah. So, um, you know, so my ops manager who he's a detail guy who understands tactics. So he and I started leading that project of rebuilding our operation. And the root of that was we are going to create a system and a process that is going to then hold people accountable. And we're going to do that by having it simple. Everyone knows where the loan is. We're going to have simple connections, simple communications. We're going to have consistency throughout the process. Everyone's going to understand why it matters. Everyone's going to understand the shared fate between how an underwriter affects a doctor hour and a doctor hour affects a funder and how everyone affects, you know, the loan officer, but ultimately it's how we affect our borrower and making sure we're closing on time and easy and simple and it's understood and it's pleasurable. It's all about the experience, right? Our product is the experience. It's not the mortgage. It's providing the best experience. So if I can help lead this project and create the right 
system and process. And I identify everybody, you're accountable to this. Do we agree? Here's the vision. Do you agree that you should be, you know, um, aligned with this? Yes, we agree. We're aligned. Okay, good. Now we're all aligned. Are you committed to this? Yeah, we're committed. Here's our roles. Here's how we affect each other. Okay. You understand the vision? We're aligned. You're committed. Guess what? Now you're accountable. You're as peers, you're accountable. So then me, I create a process that create accountability. Now let's manage the process. And now I can focus and my manager can focus on now let's lead people, lead people, manage process. And that's way more fulfilling than just managing people. I'll you won't win that. if you're just managing people to get the outcome. I love yeah. that. Here's, here's the yeah. funny thing, Craig. A lot of people act like it's an either or. Right. They say, oh, I, I uh, you know, I, I manage, I manage or other people like, oh, I don't manage, I, I lead. But both are like, if you're going to go somewhere, you got to have both. Right. And right. Um, right. I, I wrote down like it, it's interesting because what you gave, it's essentially the same way that we stick with anything. So um, it's a way you can stick with a diet. It's a, day, a, a way we can stick with a, a recruiting plan or um, you know, uh, a growth plan for your business or whatever. And you said, you said the three things you said, simplicity, right? Yeah. Said, um, you know, like helping people understand why they're committed. So it's attached to their, to their, yep. right. Their, their, their goals, dreams, wishes, desires, and their why. And then the third one is pleasing, right? You have to like, like if you, if you, if someone wakes up and they think like, I'm going to make this boot camp and everyone else is, everyone's going to want to be a part of boot camp. <laughs> Like they may like to have a quick change for like six weeks, but I noticed yeah, in the right. military like boot camp doesn't usually go too much beyond that. But it's like it's got to be fun and pleasing, and it has to be attached to why I love that. This is that to me that is an elegant explanation, Craig, of how to build a process that works and that remains. So I, I love that. Well, and I'll, I'll just add one other thing to that. People don't want to be managed but processes need management. People, however, do want to be led and great leaders lead people. So again, lead people, manage process. All right, quotable, tweetable by Craig Davis right there. <laughs> and um, all right, so here's, here's something you, you, you've mentioned this. I heard you say it earlier. I want to, I want to bring it back to here and, and, and tie all things together. You, you said something about being the magnet of... Um, of your own compass. And so like, Craig, what that, what that puts in my brain is I, I, I've, I've worked with people who've recruited teams and they just take whatever sticks, like whatever they throw a net out there and whatever they bring in, they just keep right. Um, mm -hmm. scatter shot. That's how I build my team. I hire whoever comes in through indeed or whoever I can, whatever. Yeah. And so they build kind of randomly and they're creating a Frankenstein's monster, but yeah. Describe to me, I guess like, what does that mean to, 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 to build a team from being the magnet of your own compass and, and, um, and, and then work that even into helping others to connect with their vision. Cause there is that co-mission, that co-vision or shared faith as you're saying, but then there's also like, like yeah. their vision. So maybe connect those two for me if you can, or just take one of those if you want, but. Well, yeah, let me, and I think you, yeah, and, and, and the way you're describing that, I think, is, is part of the answer, too, right? And it's not so much, I'm not the magnet, right? And, and I don't, that's not what I'm trying to get at. But if I, it's not me, but if I can be a great leader and facilitate the right dynamics 
um, in the, in, in, in my, in my team now. And so let's expand on that for a second, man, investing in the right people is just so critical. And we all know that it ain't always easy. You're not always going to win there. Um, but over time in really trying to make the right hires, uh, probably removing the, the, the viruses out of the team, you know, um, and over time surrounding yourself with people you want to work with. And that doesn't mean yes, people, right. It means people that can challenge you. that are smarter than you that are better than you. Um, and I've been very, very fortunate enough in, you know, a, I've been with my company a long time. Um, cause I also believe in that. And so over time, really making sure that I'm surrounded with the people I want to work with. So then you have a culture and a dynamic there. And as a leader, I don't believe that we create culture. I believe we facilitate culture. Explain. And that's what I'm trying to do. So if I have the right, if I'm creating the right support, the right resources, right? It's, it's, it's my leadership style, right? Lead people, manage process. I have the right processes that create the accountability, right? People aren't being managed, though. Be micromanaged, right? Um, if I have the right um, foundational elements within the office, you know, and, and, and the team is the one who is then creating culture because it's, it's them. They are the culture, right? Um, now, you know, we can certainly get, you know, specific on, you know, calendar events and, you know, it's not always about having a potluck. It's about people naturally um, enjoying and doing things in the office that creates culture, but it's, it's that we're running the business um, in an engaging mm. manner in a fulfilling manner because it's not like our work, itself is always that fulfilling and you said earlier it can be drudge, you know drudgery um but it, um, but all the other elements that feed into that that you know give you a better purpose and so um so i concentrate on all that stuff so again if i'm simplifying things if i'm acting in a manner of a mentor and a coach and a manager last if i'm um you know if i'm leading with servitude if i'm uh, if i'm having fun if i'm vulnerable if I'm, um, you know, making fun of myself, you know, it's, it's, it's authentic, you know, and I think that authenticism is what is um, feeding all that. So all of those things is the magnet, right? Now we have to get that out there and, and make sure we're attracting the right people to it, but it's, it's everything added together that I think is, is the magnet. Yes. I, I love, um, it sounds like, like what you're talking about is creating space for others. And this is like the, the big boy uh, version of when we said earlier, like be interested, not interesting. It's like yeah. you're creating a space for other people to be the heroes. You don't have to be that anymore yourself. You're, you're giving a good groundwork and good processes and you're letting their creativity really define uh, your culture. That's, that's, that's phenomenal. Hey, we are so much stronger together than we are by ourselves. Come on. hundred percent. Come on. So, all right, we are, uh, we're, we're rounding third base. We're kind of headed home. And I wanted to see sure. if there was any, um, just, just little tidbits of impact. So, um, so I'm going to ask you for a few different things. First off, is there any technology that uh, maybe is outside of what you've created? Any, any technology that you, you have, um, you've grabbed hold of that has made your life, your work um, better and easier, more effective? Oh, man. I, you know... <laughs> Technology. Well, I'd say my whiteboard is still uh, sometimes my best technology because that's where I sort of, you know, I'll, I'll start throwing up my ideas, right? And then I use that to, to start um, orienting and organizing my projects. So sometimes it's my notepad and my whiteboard, you know, to be honest. That's um, awesome. 
Do you know what's on the other side of this camera yeah. right here? <laughs> You're no bad. <laughs> yeah, yeah, totally. You know, so I'm the same way. So you're drawing boxes around the things that you're thinking about and doing. That's what I do. I mean, that's that's how I that's how I compartmentalize, right? I, here's all the issues or things or what's needed, and draw a box around it, and it's just constantly sort of evolving and changing. And, and but by doing that, I'm encapsulating it, I'm categorizing it, I'm compartmentalizing it. Now I can prioritize it and I can go, you know, so that's yes. sometimes technology you know, and, you know, I'll take that to an Excel spreadsheet and I'll geek out on an Excel certainly <laughs> yes. and help go through that, you know, by all means, but you know, sometimes I swear it's just a notepad. I'll take you to the Excel um, spreadsheets, my yeah. friend, but I mean, here's the thing, and, and that's anyone who works with me, that's one of the first things that we create space to do. Oh, I'm so busy. Oh, I'm so busy. I'm like, cool. So then you're going to spend at least one to two, uh, like instead of spending at least one hour on a whiteboard every week, you're going to be spending two if you're, if you're that busy. Because this is, this is your brain, like, yeah, yeah. it is yeah. that, it's that powerful. I'm glad that you went there um, from the technology standpoint. That is like, I, I love it. <laughs> yeah, I, I would, you know, yeah, I wish I could tell you, I, I use, you know, I mean, you know, it's outlet calendars and it's, you know, I don't know. I mean, it's, <laughs> I don't know if there's a magical, you know, tech, but I do believe, I mean, I strongly believe, you know, technology has to leverage you right? Not replace you, but it's, it, you have to use technology to help leverage you. Um, and, I, and I am a strong believer in that. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. So, um, all right. We've, you've, you've shared with us a couple of great books, um, mindset, grit. What are the podcasts? If you're, yeah. if you're saying, Hey man, here are some good podcasts to listen to the ones that you're listening to on your walk or your run or your drive. Like what are the ones that are kind of, that, that are lighting you up at the moment or have in the past? Yeah. Yeah, well, obviously, uh, you know, the, the, the purpose-driven executive is on, top man. of the list right there. Yeah, baby. Um, you know, I, I think um, what my, my favorite podcast is um, a gentleman named Tom Bilyeu, and he has yes. a podcast called um, Impact Theory. And I discovered Tom, his, his first po uh, podcast, which was called Inside Quest. And, and uh, I tell you, I don't think anyone interviews – somebody better than than tom and um so i <laughs> i eat up his interviews and that's that's what i listen to on impact theory um so um he just he interviews great people um and he has great commentary but he he extracts a lot of a lot of that out of just it's great people they could be an athlete they could be an actor they could be business people they can be you know just something someone who's doing something great so, and they're about 45 minutes long. It's perfect. It's a perfect run right there. Right. So I love Tom Bilyeu's, um, I love his message on his podcast and those interviews, you know, I dig Tim Ferriss, you know, certainly. And, and, uh, um, you know, and then I like, um, James Altucher. Um, he's got, he's, he's kind of quirky, but yeah, he's totally quirky, but he's, again, he interviews great people. It's, it's, it's a great interview. Um, so those are kind of my three main sort of podcast rotations. Um, but I've been probably Jones and a little bit more on audible books over the last year. So I'm a huge fan of audible. Yeah, baby. Um, what's, I, what's, what's, what's I, a good audible one that you've been in recently? Oh man. Well, I, I told you, I just finished essentialism. I'll, I'll pull up my, my playlist, um, right now. I mean, I've, I've been able to consume like 15 books this last year, just from the use of audible, um, you know, so like I said, mindset and grit are great ones. 
Shoe Dog. I read that one recently. Oh, that's like one of the um, best books of all time. The narration is phenomenal. It's so good. It's so good. Uh, meditation for fidgety people. If anyone's interested in meditation, that's what got me kind of over the hump. You know, Measure What Matters. There's a great history book called Sapiens. Just the the, the history of, of human, yeah, human civilization. That's an awesome book. Uh, I mean, I could go on forever. I just read, I just listened to Undaunted Courage. You know, I, I get a little you know, I, I don't, I get a little tired of sort of the business book thing. Right. And undaunted courage is the Lewis and Clark story. Oh. You know, um, that was a killer read or listen, I should say. And then so everybody, I, I didn't say this earlier. Everybody's got to listen to Jocko, um, extreme ownership. Yep. Um, is definitely a must read. Um, and uh, uh, and then his follow-up book, The Economy of Leadership. So that that's that's a great book. And another, I think, must read is Man's Search for Meaning. That's a foundation that I think every human being needs to read. Um, you know, it's about the uh, um, Nazi, uh, you know, camps and and someone who survived it. And he survived it through mindset. And he talks about essentially how others didn't sometimes um it, they just gave up they gave up the will to live and, and oh man you know obviously so uh, given what they faced so so yeah i, I got a lot and, and i think we enjoy it have probably open up yeah a yeah club based on yeah this one. yeah i'm gonna give you i'm gonna give you one one final swing we're in um and just encouragement to anyone who is let's just say they're doing it with the same old mold and mindset of um you know leadership as as the burden um, leadership is, is, is trying to make someone do things your way. Leadership, let's just say the way that you learn not to do it. Like the, like the, let's just say the anti-Craig. I want you to talk to this person, bring them over to your side, man, of, of empowerment. And then, um, and then give us where we can get in touch with you, man, so we can, we can reach out to you and, and people can connect with you in a way that's meaningful. Yeah. Um, you know, you know, sometimes leadership can kind of be cliche too, right? Like I love leadership. That's a cliche statement. And what does that really mean? And I think this was a great interview to sort of extract, I guess, really what it means, or at least my purview of it. And so, and, and I believe that everybody is a leader. I don't care what your title is. I don't care what your job position is. And that was really the concept of, of street level leadership in, in, in my blog. And, and, you know, these articles I started writing was just articulating kind of what we talked about and some of these thoughts and, and so again, you know, I'm focusing on leading and, and coaching and mentoring those around me. Um, I don't care what your title is. I don't care what, you know, are you directly actually reporting to me or not? You know, um, if I can have a positive impact on, on your life, be it your job, be it just friendship, you know, other things, that's what I set out to do. And so I think if we set out to do, to be great leaders authentically um, and naturally, um, collectively, we, we have a good influence. And, and I, would, I would say this, pay attention. That's all. I mean, if there was one better skill set of being a great leader, it's, it's paying attention. Mm. And if you, if, you, if, you, if you listen, be a voracious listener, right? Uh, you're paying attention to those around you, above you, to the side of you, below you, right? Um, you're not getting in your own way don't lead with emotion, right? Get to the facts, you know, solve for simple. I mean, all these little things, the result I believe is great leadership. Craig Davis, my man, it has been so much fun 
hanging out with you today. Uh, one final thing, man, where can people find you? Where can they find street level leadership? And uh, yeah, talk to us about that and we'll- uh, Yeah, um, you, and no, I'd love to connect with everybody. Anybody, you know, over LinkedIn is probably my only real social media outlet. I, <laughs> I don't really do, uh, do the Facebook and, you know, I don't, I don't, I'm not really that engaged there, but LinkedIn, um, and then you can always check out streetlevelleadership.com. Um, I, one of my, uh, first goals, um, on my, on my one page simple business plan is, um, to start writing again. I, I love doing it. I love sharing this. And, uh, so I'll be looking to re-engage and, and build street level leadership, you know, back up. So I appreciate Donnie. You've always been right, right there and kind of behind me and you've been, uh, coaching me, uh, giving me a little kick in the butt too. Uh, and I need it and I appreciate it. Um, and so that's a, that's a big goal of mine. And I certainly love the conversation. I enjoy this. Like I said, going back to our very first part, I, I love sitting back, let's have a beer and, and, you know, um, talking about, you know, it's not always about just talking about leadership. Right. But that's sort of the byproduct, right. It's, you know, family, work, life, you know, whatever. Um, it's engaging. I dig it. Well, next time we'll do this with a, with a can of the brew <laughs> yes, or a bottle of the brew yes. rather than, rather than of the water. We'll just have to do it a little bit later in the day, especially on your side. So, uh, <laughs> it's okay. Fun. Halloween was last night and yeah, <laughs> the water is needed right now. <laughs> yeah. And hey, listen, and, and both, both myself and Craig, we're, we are reminding you guys, most men, the massive men are leading lives of quiet desperation and they go to the grave with their songs still in them and find a way to go out there and release that magic, go out there. And just like Craig is committing to, you know, street level leadership, find what you're committed to release that on the earth. We need you to be you keep living on purpose guys. Right on.